0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older and one of the best ways we can do that is by learning new and fascinating information which is why I am especially excited to introduce our guest today, Susan Tyler Hitchcock. Susan is a writer and an editor who specializes in working on nonfiction books that focus on science, nature, and history. She's authored 13 books herself and is a frequent contributor to the National Geographic. Susan joins us today to share all about a brand new, information-packed, and visually stunning book called the National Geographic Almanac 20. twenty twenty one I can't even say the word is the year, <laughs> and believe me, this book is a real treasure trove of information guaranteed to keep you turning pages. I can't wait to get going, so welcome Susan.
1: Thanks so much, Eileen. It's great to talk to you
0: well, I'm choking on the year, I guess because as a true baby boomer, I can't believe it's twenty twenty one but you know, I,
1: I I remember I remember the day when I didn't believe we could even get to year two thousand. It just seemed impossible, but but here we are
0: twenty well, here we are later. well Susie, yeah if you remember that, then you remember how the whole world was going to end because the computers weren't set up, or the you know the oh great yes, really,
1: yeah, party as Prince would put it, parties like it's nineteen ninety
0: nine well, I, with your new almanac in hand, because I've got to say, I, you know, you can always count on National Geographic to produce really well-researched books filled with, you know, fascinating information and in and of themselves with the stunning photographs or visuals that they present. They are true works of art. But this one, I've been looking at it since I got it. It is truly special. You are the senior editor for this amazing almanac. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. congratulations. Congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. You know, this is the work of many, not only um, the team that puts it together, myself as editor, another editor who worked on the manuscript, a writer, a photo editor, a graphic designer, but also all of the people whose work, whose research, whose photography, whose vision and imagination uh, we feature on the page. So there is a there is a crowd of people that we have to thank for this book.
0: Well, please pass along my thanks because this one is staying where I can grab it whenever I want to. It's I mean, you don't read it from cover to cover. You can, but but <laughs> what is really what is really fun is picking it up, you know, and giving really getting into one of the chapters diving in and each of the chapters uh i believe it's every chapter begins Mm -hmm. with a quiz master page which i thought immediately you're engaged in the in the idea and the focus i just love that well those
1: are so much fun for every chapter of the book we start with a quiz master page which is 15 or 16 questions they're sort of trivia type questions um And you can test your your knowledge. Uh, If you're not sure of the answer, we give you a hint, which is the page in the chapter that gives you the response. So, for example, I'm going to pick one, and I'm not even sure what the answer is to it. What animal has the largest brain? Now, it tells me that if I go to page 189, I will find that sperm whales have the largest brains ever known to exist on Earth measuring nearly 500 cubic inches, a human brain is about 80
0: cubic inches. That's oh my gosh
1: One, one suggestion one, one example of the quizmaster questions and how they launch you into this whole uh, two-page spread on whales um, learning from these giants of the sea and each one um, each spread, has lots of little bits and pieces, so we like to call these books snackable. It's snackable information.
0: You can read a little
1: book bit or you can read lots, whatever you have the time and inclination to do.
0: I like that, snackable, because that's what I meant. I mean, you do want to read it from one cover to the other cover, but but I like the idea of picking it up and just, you know, really getting into something new and something that you may have an interest in anyway, because you've got all sorts of, a uh, whole variety of subjects in this book, and one of the things when you bring up about the whales and stuff, in your foreword you wrote that uh, you talk about a spirit of curiosity and care for the planet, and this is is making me have goosebumps up the back of my neck. I thought this book really (laughs) is in honor of that.
1: Well, it is indeed. And that really represents National Geographic as a whole as well. I mean, we believe in science we believe in uh exploration and discovery and we believe in um the, the pleasure the the excitement and the promise that comes from all of those things whether we're doing it ourselves or we're telling the story of others who are doing it i'm never going to climb mount everest but i love to read about climbing mount everest and that's what this book can offer to people
0: Well, and another thing is in the very first chapter, you write about five themes that are trending for the year, and I'll gulp again, 2021. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what are some of the themes that you cover and that you foresee taking place this coming year?
1: Sure. So um, our first chapter is called Trending 2021, and we... For every edition of the National Geographic Almanac, we choose five topics that seem to be really out there front and center. Everyone's talking about, everyone wants to know more about. So this year, our topics are biodiversity. We hear so many people talk about species extinction, about how the climate change is actually changing the number of species, um, and we feature that. We also talk about, um, as a as a footnote to that, the fact that people are discovering new species all the time as well. Uh, we have a section called the ways of water and how um, in these times there are places that are experiencing an abundance of water, flooding, coastal coastal surges, um, or the lack of water, drought, and why is that happening in our planet? Um, We have a section on uh, human migration and how the migration of people, particularly refugees, is really changing the landscape of the world. Um, We have a section on the James Webb Space Telescope, which is the, the successor to the Hubble Telescope, and it's going to send us even more amazing images of galaxies far beyond the solar system. We had a section on um, medical advances and genetic therapy, but at the very last minute, as we were going to press, we realized this was in April of this year. We realized this book would not be complete if it did not include coronavirus. That was not something we were planning when we started working on this book. So we pulled it out, uh, pulled it back from the printer, and created four pages um, on the coronavirus. Um, facing the challenge of how do you write in April 2020 uh, pages about the coronavirus that are going to matter to people in September 2020, or for that matter, in April 2021? So that was that was an editorial challenge that I would like to believe we met pretty well. Wow.
0: Well, well as senior editor, I mean, it. yeah.
1: So, yeah. So what the way we I'm sorry, did go it ahead. was not only. Yeah, not only do we have the, the familiar picture that everyone has seen over and over now, the, little, the ball with little red spe- uh, speckles on it, but also we found a scanning electron microscope of the, the viral particles themselves. And this image actually turns what is a fraction of a human hair in width to about an inch in width, so you can really see what it looks like. Um, and then for the second two pages, we place viruses in among other disease vectors so that you understand a little bit better what's the difference between a virus and a bacterial infection or a fungal invasion um, or a parasite. Uh, all of these are different ways that our bodies, things that our bodies have to deal with as disease, and viruses are just one of them.
0: Oh, my gosh, Susan. I mean, this, like I say, if this book is just... Packed with all these types of information and you being the senior editor obviously you have to be aware of all these various aspects of information but I'm going to ask you on a personal level are any of the particular chapters or focus, foci I believe it's the plural of focus <laughs> I'm not sure but uh, any that are particularly relevant or interesting for you uh, yourself Yeah, you know
1: I guess my favorite chapter of all of them is the one that we call
0: the science of
1: us we have lots on earth science space science um, biology uh, but the science of us gets into culture and psychology we have a couple of uh, spreads on sleep and the internal clock we have a really interesting graphic on religious holidays and how many holidays each different world religion celebrates um the the by the way secret here is that if you're a Hindu, you get to celebrate a lot more often than any other religion <laughs> um, and we have we have a feature that we use um consistently through our um almanacs called Genius Pages, where we select one person whose work is so um, inspiring and interesting. And in the Science of Us this year, the, this, the genius is a, a man named Wade Davis, whom I greatly respect and honor. He's an anthropologist who uh, lives now in uh, Canada. He's native. Canadian but was in the United States for a long time. And his message is that there is no such thing as a primitive society, that the people who live, for example, in the Amazonian rainforest are as evolved uh, intellectually as we are, we Americans are, but they just have different specialties. They have different knowledge bases than we do. We are all wise and, and intelligent human beings. I love his message. Um, and we so we feature him and tell a little bit about his work.
0: Well, Susan, I not only love his message, I love your message as well. Uh-huh. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. And before we go, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners about keeping their own spirit of curiosity alive? Yes. Goodness. Well, I, you know,
1: I will say because of the theme of this show, Eileen, I'm really happy to see when I read Amazon Reader Reviews of the Almanac how many grandparents are choosing to give this book to their grandchildren. It's a wonderful way to move into the world of knowledge, um, and that makes me happy that so many people are doing that.
0: Wow. Well, what a great idea. And Susan, I can't tell you how grateful I am that you chose to spend some time with us and share not only your expertise, but your love for the planet and all the information that our readers are going to, or our listeners are going to find in National Geographic Almanac 2021. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Well, and please, if for you out there, I really I think Susan's idea is a great one. Get two copies, at least one for yourself and one to pass on to your grandchildren. Maybe a one for each one of your grandchildren. Also, I uh, 2021 actually is just around the corner, and that means the holidays are too. So. Stock up now uh, and get those holiday gifts ready for those grandchildren. And until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.